Y'all know college life can be a bitch sometimes, and sometimes we need some people that let us know what they went through in terms of their experiences. And, of course, not every experience is your experience, but you need to learn. You need to learn through other people what not to do and what to do. So I'm going to give y'all my experience and my intake of college within 30 minutes. Because, you know, I got a long story when it comes down to life. We could sit down for hours and talk about college life. But listen, listen, listen. School days... What a good days, you know what I'm saying? But we had some bad times within those days. So, y'all stay tuned. In the Bathroom Chronicles. <laughs> hold up, hold up. Let me say it one more time. In the Bathroom Chronicles. There you go. In the Chronicles. <laughs> BZ. Welcome to your news and entertainment section. Yeah. <laughs> and I said section. My dumb ass meant segment. My bad. My bad. But for real, um, for this week's entertainment, um, I don't know if you guys are aware, but Jay-Z and Rock Nation have made a major move in collaborating with the NFL to improve its image in the process. Um, the NFL is doing the partnership with Jay-Z, um, who will be in charge of managing some of the entertainment options for the league. And this includes the Super Bowl. So he will be in charge of actually seeing who he wants for entertainment purposes for the Super Bowl, which will be great, you know, it's needed. But um, also, also, he will be, um, what is it called? He will be putting in more efforts to recognize social justices efforts. Um, it's I think it's a great move personally, but um, you have people who are against it, um, including kind of. I think personally, I think Colin Kaepernick is um, not okay with it. Um, he made a post that kind of, you know. You know, kind of sketch. It, it looks as though he's not okay with it. Um, you have Sun King, who has been making comments here and there about whether or not it's genuine. And he also said that Jay-Z is a woke capitalist. He knows what he's doing, and it's benefiting him. But Jay-Z actually came through, and he said that, listen, you know, I understand that people are kneeling left and right and protesting but what are we doing like what else is there to do so i kind of can see that you know when you're in a power position what do we need to do i can i can fuck with that i i really fucks with that pretty heavy um also you have um donald trump who has been against um you know all types of people left and right but recently as of i think the other day israel decided to ban two u.s representatives from entering the country um the prime minister um made a statement today actually um the announcement actually came shortly after donald trump said that Israel would be showing a great weakness by, by allowing these women into the country. And, you know, it's it's pretty extreme because, you know, for the past couple of weeks, they've been having meetings um, with these women. And he has been very disrespectful towards them, um, trying to say that they should go back to where they came from and Things of that nature. And it's just wild because you, you you see the social injustices that are occurring in our nation and nothing is being done about it. I don't know how the hell anybody would be okay with somebody 
in a position like that by pushing them out like that. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what the fuck is going on. And I feel as though people really need to do something about that. Yeah. News report. Um, Jeffrey Epstein injuries. He was... He committed suicide in prison. Um, and what they're saying is it's it could have been caused by a hanging or a strangulation. Um, what's even more crazy is that two prison guards were supposed to be watching him the entire time. But apparently they went to sleep. Um and they are being suspended and um the warden has been reassigned as a major um reassigned as a result of the major lapse in the protocols or whatever but um i don't know if y'all know jeffrey he was um he was charged for um sex trafficking and all that good shit not good shit but you know what i'm saying it it was a pretty bad thing that he did but he had been trying to commit suicide for some time now he did not want to go to prison as you can see because he's dead but um that's just wild to me that two prison guards two not just one two actually were asleep like what the fuck also, um, police were responding to a shooting in Philadelphia where five officers were shot. <sighs> what the fuck going on in Philly? You know, y'all got a lot going on. And I don't know if y'all also know that ASAP Rocky was charged in Sweden, Sweden for the assault that occurred um, in this past month or so. Um, but he doesn't have to face any jail time. Which is great, you know, that he doesn't have to do that. But, yeah, that's that's a lot to be going on this week. You got your your, um, your crazies out here doing crazy things, such as R. Kelly. Um, he's making statements that he's miserable in jail because he can't read his mail or anything like that. As a matter of fact, he rejected going to um, court today. Because he is in a bad place. They're saying that he is rejecting all spaces until he gets what he wants. Which, you know, it's pretty extreme, you know. But there's neither here nor there. I just think it's just crazy that this stuff is going on and nothing's being addressed about it. And hopefully, you know, something happens. You got Missy Elliott right here. I don't know if you guys know her. I'm pretty sure you guys know. Y'all old enough to. Y'all better know. Because Missy was putting them hits out, producing, and doing all types of shit. But Missy, I want to give her a big congratulations on receiving this year's Video Vanguard Award at the VMAs. Um, Which, by the way has been receiving some criticism because they're trying to strip Michael Jackson's name from the award. But neither here nor there, we're going to recognize Missy for her efforts because she has been doing her thing for a long time with the crazy videos and all types of shit. She has been killing the game, and I respect that none the least. And here's something that is crazy to me that a lot of people don't really take heed to. Um men being sexually harassed a lot of people don't recognize that too often it's normally women but a dancer um is reportedly accusing katie perry of sexually harassing him um yes josh Kloss. he wrote a lengthy post on social media um stating that he had been um around period for almost 10 years actually back 10 years ago this is when the event occurred um after the first day of shooting he said that katie invited him to the strip club in santa barbara he declined and told her i have to go back to the hotel and rest because this job is all i have right now and then um she reached in for a hug and 
I think it appears as though something else occurred in a bad way. Um, I think she said something to him and he turned around and she pulled his Adidas Swiss and underwear out as far as she could to show a couple of her guy friends in the crowd around his penis. And I'm just like, damn, lady, this is pretty strong, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, with what's going on with the Me Too thing, people are actually coming out and they're making things known. And they're not playing with y'all motherfuckers. Y'all better take heed to that. Um, you got your girl out here, Serena Williams. She was forced to retire from the women's single final due to a back injury. And it looks pretty bad, but she's still a beast and she's still going to be a beast regardless, 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 regardless. Um, and that's all I have for the news and entertainment section. But I want to go into my little history report like I normally do. Um, I'm going to talk about it in a few a smidge, you know, I'm going to talk about, I'm going to mention his name, put it like that, Clyde Kennard. I don't know many people who don't know him, you know, Clyde Kennard was a big figure, is, I would say was, he has passed on, but he is still a big figure in um, the Southern Mississippi region. He has been you know, an inspiration for many people that have went to the University of Southern Mississippi. Um, He was born in um, a small little village called Eatonville, Mississippi, um, where he attended Mary Magdalene Baptist Church. He was a part of the U.S. military and he wanted change. He wanted change in his community. He actually had went to um, a university in Chicago and he returned home because his parents were sick and they were sharecroppers from my understanding and they needed to work on their land. So he came back home to help them out and he wanted to attend the University of Southern Mississippi. Big problem, big problem because at that time the University of Southern Mississippi was a all was an all white um, institution at that time. And so he he had, you know, did his admissions and all that type of stuff. They rejected him, I think, three times. But on the third try, there was a big difference in what had happened prior to just simply a rejection. I'm going to talk about this later in another episode, but the Mississippi Sovereignty Commission um, was a pretty much the FBI in the state of Mississippi. They were not for integration at all. And they did everything they could to ensure that people who were for integration were stopped. And they planted um, chicken feed in his car to appear as though he had stolen. And the president at that time, William McCain, they have buildings named after this man. He's well known, former president at the institution. He actually set him up by calling him to come on the campus and they immediately arrested him. He was sentenced to prison and while he was in prison, he um, he was diagnosed with cancer. And in 1963, he wasn't even 40 yet. This man was not even 40. He was sick. He was dying. And um, they released him to be with his sister in Chicago. And I think that's where he died. Yeah, he died in 1963. But the point and the gist of the matter is people have gone through 
great lengths for us in the past to ensure that we receive the proper, you know, essentials that we need, education and so on. And we should respect that regardless, you know, of what is going on. I find it interesting right now um, in today's society, we as black people pick people apart based on preference. I went to all PWIs, not based on the fact that I did not want to go to an HBCU, but because that's what I could afford and that's what scholarships were coming my way. But I find it interesting right now that we are continually dividing ourselves amongst cliques when we really should be standing for one another. And there should be a story in that. You know, he did not want to go to Jackson State. He didn't want to go to Alcorn, not because they were in bad schools or anything like that, because they're not, but because it was closer. A lot of people don't realize this. People could not afford to go far off to go to college. And that's why people like Clyde Kennard were fighting for the right to attend colleges within the area. Although I believe integration kind of fucked us over to an extent, I feel like we should really recognize all assets, all people who are doing good. So black excellence is beautiful and let's continue to thrive off of that, okay? Y'all have a good one and stay tuned for my next segment called School Days in the Bathroom Chronicles. Whenever I think of college, I always go back to a song by Kanye West. It's called School Spirit. And it's very interesting to me because he talks within the lyrics about how he um, realizes that college isn't necessarily the route that he wants to go into. He's hella smart and he knows it. And he realizes that he has his own lane that he wants to go into. Um... And I'm just like amazed by that because as a kid, you know, you look to college, me, I look to college as a refuge for, you know, getting away from home, establishing a network base, um, of course, receiving your education and then followed that up by graduating and getting a goddamn job. Right. And. I was so intrigued by that for a long time. I watched my aunts and a couple of my uncles do that and go in that lane and do all these type of things where they went into a career that was awesome, you know? And fast forward, me getting to the stage of trying to prepare for college and trying to, you know, adjust, shall I say, and it was a really hard transition. Um, I always go back to the first stages of my college experience. Um, because my students, they come in my office sometimes. I'm an educator and they come in there and they talk to me about certain things. And, and it's amazing to see how things have changed. Not only then, not only that, but to see how, you know, how free will they are about certain things. I got into college and I remember my first day like it was yesterday. Literally, um, I went there with my mom and my grandmother um, because my dad at the time, he was serving in Iraq. And we were all together. Um, we had packed up everything in our cars and we had made it there. And what was interesting to me was I thought I was going to have a goddamn roommate. And that motherfucker walked in there and I'm just like, shit, what the fuck? The dude was actually 16 years old and he was, you know, unfamiliar with, you know, diversity. He had been homeschooled for a while and 
I'm like, bruh, like, what is this? And there was a, a lot of crazy shit that happened during that time. But I'm just like, man, what in the hell was I thinking? Number one, I remember early registration. I had walked into the band hall at Pearl River Community College. Shout out to Pearl River. Um, I had walked into the band hall um, to communicate with the band director about completing the schedule. And he, you know, he was just like, what do you want to major in? And I'm like, engineering, civil engineering. And he was like, wow, you know. And my aunt, I remember my aunt, she came down there with me. And she told me, Kendall, I don't think you need to take all these classes. And I was just sitting up there like, what? And she had told me, she was just like, I don't think you need to take all these classes because it's, you know, rigid. You know, you have 17 hours plus you're in band. You're going to have a social life. It's a lot to take in at one time. And I did not hear any of that shit. All I was trying to do was get to college. And those 17 hours that I took were probably one of the most difficult classes that I had ever took during that time. They weren't hard, but I just, I couldn't make the adjustment as needed. I had took computer discovery, I think that's what it was called. Um, Music appreciation, a headband, of course. Um, Spanish, I took, uh, what's another course that I took during that time that was crazy? Um, chemistry, calculus, and English 102. So I'm taking these classes, and I feel like I'm missing another one. But anyway, I took these classes, and as time went on, I was just like, man, I am fucking up. Like, I failed chemistry the first semester. I had to drop out of calculus because, to be quite frank, my black ass is going to class and going to sleep because I took that class directly after lunch. So I'm just sitting up there like, what the fuck? I just had absolutely no motivation during that time. And once I had got to a place where I was, you know, dropping my GPA and I actually, from what I remember, I lost my scholarship. I had a scholarship. It wasn't a big scholarship, but it was a leadership scholarship. And I lost it. And it was devastating. I had my parents down my back, particularly my mama, because she's just, like, not having it. She's just like, you, you, you had great grades in high school. What the fuck happened? What's the transition? What's going on? And I really didn't know why I was having all these problems. And I remember, like, just being in a funk for the next semester or so. I just really was hurt. I didn't understand why I was going through so much during that time. I recall actually, you know, just sitting in my room at times just crying. Because I'm just like, what the fuck am I doing? Why is it so hard for me to make this adjustment? And why am I not able to progress the way other people are progressing you know you see an outer you 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 see the appearance of other people you know they doing relatively well and you want to be doing just as good you know and I'm like man why so I think the second semester I became um an RA I applied for the position actually no not yet I didn't apply then I think I had an interview to become like a um, a representative for the college. Um, it was called the River Navigators. I was also involved in, um, like I said, band. And there was something else. Oh, by then I had got my first job. I started working at Target, started making a little pay. But this is what it actually taught me, time management. <laughs> by having that job during that time and being in you know all these other activities I had to learn how to schedule my time appropriately and be responsible 
And my second semester, it wasn't all that either, you know? I had bullshit-ass instructors who didn't give a fuck about me. And they showed it in, like, the lack of care. Like, I would bust my ass to try to make sure everything was okay. Also, in the midst of this, I had changed my major to... um, I changed it from civil engineering to... It was actually called pre-engineering. But, of course, you ain't got that no juco. But... I changed it from that to history. And I'm just like, you know, everything's going good. It shouldn't be no problem. I should be fine. <sighs> so I think over the summer, I had went on my collegiate grind. I started looking for scholarships left and right. Your boy was not trying to pay for college. Straight up. I was not. I had a full ride the first semester. Again, lost that scholarship. I had my free tuition and my scholarship from band, but it didn't cover all the expenses like I thought it would. I think I had like a couple hundred that I had to pay out, but I didn't want, I didn't have no job, you know, that was, you know, racking in money for me. So my parents had to pay that off a little bit for me. And I think it was like 500. I was just like, I'm not gonna have them paying for college, not for them to, um, and they weren't struggling for anything. I just did not want them to pay. So I found scholarships left and right. And your boy got that scholarship, a full ride. And you know what's crazy? God will tell you certain things. And if you don't listen, you don't listen. I remember getting that scholarship. And I think it was 2500 a semester. And it covered everything. Plus, I had tuition from um, band. And I had a Coca-Cola scholarship that I had won previous, the year prior to that. So, I had everything that I needed. But, y'all, I should have took my black ass home. I should have went home and, you know, commuted to the Hattiesburg campus. But, instead... I wanted to be around my friends. I had got adjusted and acquainted with being alone. And my grades had went up. I had managed to get them back to where I needed to. And I received a scholarship to go to um, USM. But prior to getting all these things, this is the funny part. I wanted to go to Mississippi State so bad. It had been a dream of mine for years. I'm talking about, I used to go up there and travel. Sometimes I had went to camps up there. I really was invested in that school. And I went to my my um, academic advisor. And she told me that the program that I was seeking at that time, which was biology, not biology, but history, was not offered at the college. And that it would be better off to go to USM because they had that. And I was just like, man, they don't have it. I was devastated. And one of my good friends, Steph, shout out to Steph, y'all, because she just graduated with her BSN at William Carey. Y'all, she went to state, and I think we traveled with her. It was me and my LB, Zach. We had went up there, and I think we had met with her advisor, who happened to have went to Hattiesburg High. And she was just sitting there talking, telling us all this good shit. And she was just like, why are y'all not coming? And we and Zach had explained to her that, hey, y'all don't offer a program that we're trying to get into. And she was just like, yes, we do. We have that. Man, I was so pissed off because I had, like, sent all my um, my information to USM. Um, I had my full ride, which was the Golden Opportunity Scholarship, along with the GI Bill that I received from my dad. And I'm just sitting up there like, bro, like this motherfucker just, just lied to my ass to try to get try to get me to go to USM. Got to USM, and my junior year, it was relatively okay. I wasn't making the best of grades, B's and C's. And I'm just sitting up there, like, having a ball-ass time. Just sitting there, chilling with my friends, being productive to a sense, partying, drinking, all that good shit. Things were going good, I think, that particular year. My sophomore and my junior year, 
I always, I will always say one of the best years of my life because it was just like relaxed. It was chill. It was nothing like too pressed. I was doing the damn thing, except academically. I wasn't academically at my best because I was always in a place where I felt as though I could have been doing better. And I could have. And I think I really didn't know my worth during that time because had I had known it, I would have went a little bit harder than usual. So my senior year comes and by this point I am trying to become an alpha. That was all I was thinking about at that time, you know. And that's what I wanted. I desired it. I had it in me to become an alpha. And I also had my schedule to where it accommodated with everything. I didn't have no issues academically to where I should, you know, be struggling. I had met up with my advisors. I talked to them. We were going to make it. I'm thinking, like, Ken, we're going to make this shit. We're going to do what we got to do. Bruh, I get to... I think the first eight weeks, I think during that time it was midterm, I had a B and a C and a, it was another class. I'm trying to think of what else I took. Damn. I forgot the other course that I was taking, but I had two C's and one B and my my um my other course started the following eight weeks so I'm starting off with you know barely pushing and I start the plumbing I didn't have no type of you know sense whatsoever to actually just go harder than what I was because I was exhausted I was tired and I didn't know how to really express that at that time and it showed follow following me receiving my um my final grade for that semester I had made three C's and one D that literally dropped my GPA from where it was which wasn't like at the best of the best but I was just sitting up there like I was doing relatively close. I was almost at a 3.0. And it had dropped that motherfucker all the way down. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Damn it. So in the midst of this time, I was trying to get into a um, program at USM, which was the social science program for education. And in order, in, in order to get into that program, you have to, you have to, you have to take your practice. I did not do good at all on that bitch. Did not do good. And I struggled with that for a while because I was trying to figure out what I was going to do. And so when I got back from my um, Christmas break, I had communicated with my advisor about it and she told me she was like Kendall you can go ahead and do the history program and I was just like man do I really want to do that like and I thought about this like I should have went on ahead and got a minor but I was trying my best to get the fuck out of USM at that point because I was just like I'm not going to stay here at no place that does not appreciate me at that point I felt like USM had like literally taking my soul my my entire entity as a man i just was tired of dealing with them and all the while i'm struggling with the fact that my grandfather was dying um i had came to that realization that he was about to pass in january but i didn't accept it and when it finally hit me that it was going to happen it actually happened in March um, of 2015 and I literally went ghost 
I went ghost. I didn't really talk about it too much. I was devastated. And it took a long time. It took years to, you know, make the proper adjustments to become okay with the fact that it actually happened. But I had ended up talking to my capstone instructor. And at USM, it's capstone. It's like a dissertation class that is preparing you to graduate. I talked to that instructor, and he told me, he said, as of now, you're on the brink of failing. You will probably have a D or an F at the end of the semester if you don't come to class. And he said, you could have actually had a B in the class had you come to class and actually participated. I would never participate in class. I had nothing. It was like I had nothing to really discuss. I was so out of it. And I really did not want to be there. I didn't give a fuck. So I think when he told me that, I was just like, you know what? You're going to do the bare minimum to get up to this C. I got up there to a C. I did what I was supposed to do. And I managed to get by. I had a... My, my thesis was, I forgot exactly what it was about, but I um, communicated about how, you know, we had the transitions within um, PWIs on campus in, a, in the southern states. My bad, y'all. I had to kill this spider. And <laughs> a killer spider. But um yeah. I think I was communicating with everybody about Clyde Kennard. If you don't really know about him, y'all should really look him up. As a matter of fact, it's going to be in the um in the history segment that I have prior to this. So y'all y'all listen to that. <clears throat> but anyway, I talked about Clyde Kennard, y'all, he was a pivotal figure on the campus of the University of Southern Mississippi. Very important to African Americans. And I was in a classroom around several white people who were history majors who had planned on becoming lawyers and educators and they didn't know any goddamn thing about this man. And it was crazy to me because we have a building named after him and everything. And I was just like, wow, this individual really paved the way. And y'all don't even know who he is. What the fuck is wrong with y'all? Anyway, as time rolled on, you know, I had passed. All was well. I had to go to summer school in order to get some, some grades to go up. Y'all got my first A's in my history courses. That shows you something. I was grinding during the summer. I was doing my thing. I didn't really party too much. I was trying to get them grades up because I was trying to leave. I was trying to be out by July. So that happened. I got my degree and I'm stuck. I'm stuck because I'm trying to figure out what to do. I'm stuck because I'm trying to figure out should I go to graduate school? Where should I work? I can't get any job in any school because, well, you don't have a degree in social science and you don't have a license. So it's just like, man, why, why, why? I was still working at a grocery store and um, one of my frat brothers, DQ, my profite, he was always doing some shit. He was always grinding hard, trying to make a living for him and his daughter. But he was one of them fellas who actually did what he was supposed to do. And, And seeing him do that, I was like, damn, I need to get on my shit. He got a job at a mental health facility, and sure enough, um, 
I went behind and I did the same thing. We worked. I worked there for two years. And in the midst of working there, I was just like, I need to get back in school. I was so afraid and intimidated. And intimidated by the fact that graduate school was a big thing, you know, to receive your master's or your doctorate or whatever is big. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. It's a big thing. I don't care what type of program it is. If you are pursuing something of that nature, that's amazing. That's amazing. Bottom line. And I went on ahead and I applied. I got in. But once I got in, I didn't necessarily try to make a schedule. Because I got in in 16. I don't think I actually completed a schedule until February of 17. I started my classes in March, actually during spring break. And it was on and popping during that time. I would go to work, do my classwork, talk to my girlfriend on the phone while I was at work. I was just trying to maintain. It was hard, but at the same time, it wasn't so hard because I had a great support system. One of my friends who was in the program, Kiosa, always helping me, always making sure all was well. She was always that go-to person, and I appreciated her because she helped me in every asset that I needed. And she was just like, Ken, you got this. Ken, you got this. And I'm like, man, it seemed like every um, quarter, you know, it was getting harder. But I made it through. I was just trying my best to make it. And I got another job. Started working at another facility and you know I thought I would like it but as I realized I'm just like I deserve more I deserve more than just the simple shit that I'm receiving and I think it's okay so I knew my worth at that point and I was just like you know what keep on doing what you're doing y'all I had got up to my um comprehensive exam and I failed the first time I failed the first time and when I failed I was crushed I was hurt but at the same time I had to get on my grind I started posting um, my notes everywhere every time I would go in the kitchen because my fat ass stayed in the kitchen I post everything in the kitchen because anytime I opened a cabinet I had to read something anytime I wanted to go to the bathroom or something like that I had to read it was just I was making sure that I was equipped and I eventually passed I learned I learned in my process that it was not necessarily meant for me to have an easy process because had I had it easy, I wouldn't have known how to appreciate things. But that is something that I learned over time. You have to learn to appreciate the steps that are being given to you. One of the things that I encourage anybody who is entering college to do is to understand that you're not alone. Use your resources that are available to you and use them to your best knowledge. Like, for instance, I went to tutoring, but at the same time, I never really, like, went full speed like I should. Don't wait till the last minute to receive help. Communicate with your advisors. That's one of the things I did not do. I did not communicate with any of my advisors or instructors like talking about when I was a freshman. All I knew was I was trying to get the fuck out and not deal with no shit. I felt as though, you know, 
people didn't have my best interests. So that's why I never really communicated with anybody like that. But I realized that was the dumbest mistake I could have made because they could have been helping me out all along. Also, also, understand your finances, financial aid, and all that good shit. Don't be sitting around here running and trying to be the first to cop certain shoes, certain clothes. Don't, Don't do that. Be humble. Make sure you have everything you need before you take out any money to do anything that is stupid. Y'all, I remember I blew money. And I'm still kind of irresponsible when it comes down to it. But one of the things that I learned, my bills are number one. They go top first and they are priority. But when I was a college student, it was worse. I didn't have any type of true understanding to about my finances. I didn't understand. All I knew was is that I had money and I could blow it. Don't do that shit. Be smarter than me. Um, also, do your own research. Do your own research. That is very important. People come around, they sit around, and they say, I didn't know. I didn't know. That's why you should know your own research. Know everything before somebody can tell you some shit. That was a problem with me. I thought that people knew what I needed to know. And I would communicate with them. And then when it happened, I didn't know a goddamn thing. Communicate, but also research on your own. Um, What's another thing that I would say? Have a good group of friends. My friends, I love them. And I fuck with them heavy. But at the same time, I had got so accustomed to being around them that I didn't give a fuck about nobody else. Literally networking all that good shit i did not want to do and i didn't feel like i had to because i had great friends that's good and all but at the same time you have to be able to meet fresh people so they can get you connects and that's what i learned that's what i learned eventually over time but learn that early get involved get involved it's very important that you get involved although i was not one to do all that shit networking mm, I did get involved. I was heavy in my organizations. I wanted to do that because I did it in high school. So get involved. Know your people. Know your teachers, instructors, all that good shit. And finally, know who you are. Don't allow anybody to take you away from who you really are as a person. Keep that grind mentality and keep knowing that you have your best interests at heart and that you will do the best that you can do in life. And don't give up and love yourself. Love on you more than anybody else could or anybody else can. Don't don't feel like you're alone. Don't feel that you have to result to just being average go beyond that and make sure that all will go well in your favor by working hard okay and that's all i can think of in this moment as far as the segment concerned but i just wanted you to understand the process of what i had to go through and in order for me to realize that i was self-sabotaging myself the entire time Get a grip to who you are so you can handle the business correctly. Alright? Alright. Y'all do better. Be better. Stay blessed. <laughs> well, y'all know, of course, I have to end every episode with the whole of the week. Hoes. <laughs> Who is the hoe of the week? Ho, we're taking back the word. We're taking back the word. Holy, observant, excellent. Holy, observant, excellent. 
that is the moniker and that's what we're going to stick to and that's how we're going to do it but this is the person that i am going to recognize this person is currently the owner and founder of law fitness llc the llc you know is official y'all y'all know it's official and he's a nutrition specialist and he received his bs in exercise science at delta state university um and the person name is lawrence hopkins y'all give him a round of applause y'all give him a pat on the back because he's doing his thing he's making these people healthy y'all he's making sure that people are on their grind regardless and he's easy easy excuse me can't talk right now he's easy to get in contact with and he's very professional y'all should get in contact with him if you are trying to get in your fitness grind you know what i'm saying so lawrence hopkins y'all give him a round of applause yeah that is the whole of the week and then we have our closer of course we talked about the process of education in terms of how I got through my process. I'm telling y'all, if I could actually sit down and talk about it, talk about it, y'all would be floored because it was a process to get through. College is fun and shit, but at the same time, if you are not about your shit, it can be hard. Because personally, being an educator right now, I look at it and I'm like, damn, it wasn't as hard as I thought it was. But, um, that is something that I want y'all to recognize. Number one, being more responsible and knowing your place as a person. But I want to leave you all off with a quote. Make sure your actions are intentional. When you do something mean as shit, even when no one is watching, do that shit, mean that shit, and be about that shit no matter what. And that's all I got for you guys today. Y'all can follow me at the Bathroom Chronicles. T H E E B A T H R O M C H R O N I C L E S. The Bathroom Chronicles, as well as my page. T H E E Black B A L A C K B A H. Yeah, I'm. I, I had a little little fart in a moment of time in the brain. You know what I'm saying? Cause I kind of fucked that up for a second. But yeah, y'all can follow me on Instagram. Like I said before, I will soon be back on Twitter with a page for the Chronicles. Also, you can. You know, find my um, podcast on Apple now and uh, Anchor, Spotify, all that good shit. Y'all got me. I got you. Support, support, support. Um, And it's all love. Remember, God loves you and he will do anything for you and put them first. Y'all have a good one. In the bathroom chronicles. In the bathroom chronicles. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.